At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Everybody and welcome in. It is VSIN Bet Center on a Saturday night from downtown Las Vegas. We are live from the Circus Sportsbook Studios as we take you through all the latest action in college football. Get you set for a big week six in NFL. Also, talk some Major League Baseball playoffs underway right now alongside Jeff Parles, who apparently his best bet of the day was Marist. Hey, let's go, Red Fox. That means we're on with let's me. Go, it's baby. been a high flying start today. I'm Ben Wilson. Why, <laughs> Tom Check, our producer behind the glass. Jeff, it feels like at least one team, if not more, every week in college football is either getting an extreme scare mm-hmm. or actually going down outright. We saw earlier today, Iowa, the latest victim, as number two goes down, meaning a big opportunity for the teams just right in that college football playoff mix. And for another week, there's another scare for another team in the Big 12. That is the Oklahoma Sooners, which is where we will start. We'll get to Iowa, Jeff, in a little bit. We have Danny Burke as well uh, from Chicago going to join us, talk some Big Ten football in about 15 minutes. But Oklahoma, as far as in-game action that you can bet on right now, Uh, They're in a tight one with TCU at the moment, 17-14. The bigger story, though, coming into the game, Jeff, was the decision by Lincoln Riley, the head coach, to start his freshman in uh, number two overall recruit in the country, Caleb Williams. And so far, it's worked out pretty well. 10-12, 206 yards and a touchdown. But the Sooners find themselves struggling against uh, Gary Patterson's Horned Frog so far. What have you made of Williams, first off? First off, he's been great, which is not much of a shock because the kid's really good, and he was... Again, it was one game, and you can have things change up after one game when teams are actually preparing for you, thanks to that great story in the Oklahoma University student newspaper with the binoculars through the dorm window. Job well done by those young journalists there in Norman. Uh, But look, uh, Williams has been great. He's 10 to 12. He's over 200 yards passing. Uh, He has used his feet. They've only had one bad drive so far. They should actually have four scoring drives. They missed a field goal as well mixed in there. But this was the right decision, and I'm not overly surprised this is tight because Oklahoma hasn't really destroyed anyone this year. TCU's, they're plucky. They're, they're plucky. They've always been plucky under uh, Patterson, and uh, they're coming off a really nice win a week ago where they just eviscerated Texas Tech, and uh, D- Dugan's a totally reasonable quarterback. So I'm not surprised that the Horned Frogs have been able to stay in, and they've, they've been able to be competitive with Oklahoma through the years. Right, look, TCU comes in 3-2, and 1-1 one one in league play for head coach Gary Patterson. You mentioned the quarterback, Max Dugan, 11-14, a buck 55 and two scores. At, like As you point out, I don't, I don't think a lot of people were surprised to see this, a one-score game where and right now TCU with the ball, final 220 to go in the first half. It'll be really interesting to see what our halftime line is here, but closing 12, 12 and a half, I'm, I'm now seeing on the, on the live line, Jeff, as we uh, look at these updated uh, odds we've seen Oklahoma come down a little bit. It's actually frozen at the moment. So, uh, so much for my, my, my continuous live line <laughs> Help, helping us out. But I would imagine that this, at this point, Jeff, you're going to be down into what? The eight and a half, nine range right now. You're, you'll probably be looking at, assuming this score holds, wouldn't you think Oklahoma in that, uh, probably that five and a half to six range for the second half, would you think? So what? Uh, close 13 and a half, right? Uh, 12 and a half was your high water mark. Okay. Uh, so we were 13 and a half out there throughout the day. 
bet down yeah, to 12 and a half. TC, yeah, late right. money on TC. I'm not overly surprised that we saw that. This holds here, yeah, probably probably Oklahoma 10 for the okay. game. 10, nine and a half. Nine and a half or 10? Yeah, no, that would be my guess. All right. We'll see how good you are at, the, at guess. We'll since see. We, uh, there is a four, well, it, probably yeah. the reason why fourth and five, TCU having to decide whether to go oh, for it or punt. They got to punt just where to, they are. They're, in, they're inside their own territory right now, just shy of midfield. So we will expect uh, them to punt. So as well as all of these games, we mentioned uh, the uh, this potential upset. Again, it's early, and Oklahoma is at home with the lead, 17-14 on uh, TCU right now. But there are a number, number of other teams who have been in some interesting spots so far this year, and, and so much of what we like to do on the show, try to identify these in-game betting opportunities. Uh, last week, of which, if, if you were watching us, we had one of the more epic in-game scenarios. That It was a push. Alabama plus three when they were down big on the road to Mississippi, actually to Texas A&M. They're taking on Mississippi State right now. And Jeff, a lot of people expected the bounce back. We've gotten the bounce back so far. 27-6. We just started the third quarter as Alabama takes the opening kickoff to the house for a touchdown. Uh, no surprise. Do you, do you think that this got bet up from 17 to 17 and a half, the Crimson Tide on the road in what was always a, a pretty big bounce back spot uh, here at Mississippi State? By the way, PAT good. A uh, 28-6 is now your score, and uh, and the Tide, are they were showing 22.5. I expect when that gets reposted, that'll probably jump uh, another few points up there, Jeff. Yeah, that was actually a long touchdown pass on the first play from scrimmage after uh, the, the kick return. Jameson Williams got free and uh, able to go 75 yards to the house for the Crimson Tide. But look, uh, this is just one of those where it, it's kind of odd to think, oh, there might be value on Alabama laying all those points on the road, but... Look, if they had just won, even if they had just won by three last week, Ben, you're probably looking at what twenty and a half here, twenty one and a half there in Starkville. Instead, it was seventeen. The line didn't move all week, uh, but so far it's been all Bama. And again, covering for the first time tonight with that long touchdown pass to Williams, where it really was just a uh, <laughs> just a bad job by Mississippi State. To give him enough room, and Williams took it the whole way uh, after getting about four yards of cushion. I mean, Williams is so fast. I just assumed based on the time specifically, <laughs> Jeff, there was no way you could you could complete a seventy-five yard touchdown pass in uh, in less than thirteen seconds. But that's what exactly what uh, what Alabama does. Twenty-eight six now, and I am seeing a twenty-two and a half is your live line with Alabama up to twenty-two twenty-eight to six uh, at this point. As we continue to, to kind of go rapid fire, look through some of the in-game opportunities that we do have before circling back, looking at the biggest stores of the day in college football. Another one that uh, caught my eye, Jeff, and, and the reason being it's been a very slow start down in Knoxville where Ole Miss and Tennessee had a game. I'm looking to see where this ended up closing, Jeff, because it was, it was one-way traffic on the total basically all week. And this got as high as 83 behind us at the Circus Sportsbook Studios. Ole Miss... Taking on Texas, not too much of a surprise considering you have Ole Miss with one of the Heisman favorites in quarterback Matt Corral putting up video game numbers this season. Yet, to this point, Jeff, it's been a slow start. As you see on your screen, just 17-9. We're five minutes into the second quarter. Matt Corral just 9 of 18, 92 yards and a touchdown. And uh, in-game now, we're starting to see this thing dip a little bit. I'm, I'm seeing Jeff now uh, as low in the market as uh, 77 and a half. So, I don't know. I'm surprised it hasn't fallen more. It's a, it's a lot of, I mean, it's a huge pace you got to keep up with, right? That's what's interesting about trying to fire an in-game over on these games. We, you expect to have a lot of points, right? Oh, well, here's the thing, though, Ben. We're 20 minutes into the game. There have already been, <laughs> this is so comical. Uh, I have to make sure my math is right here. Seven, eight. There have been 12 possessions already in this game. In and 20, 20 minutes, minutes of game time. That's so, okay. 
look, there are a lot of three and outs. We had a safety mixed in. We had uh, we had the great one where Tennessee muffed the punt. They gave Ole Miss the short field. Uh, so there's a lot of weird things that have happened so far. But again, both of these teams play so ridiculously fast that you're going to have a lot of possessions. Now, am I saying bet the total over still? Not necessarily, because if you look at it offensively, no one's really had a lot of success offensively so far. Ole Miss with a touchdown in the short field, a safety mixed in. I Really not too much offensively, all things considered. But you are going to have a lot of possessions uh, to make up for, so far, Ole Miss less than five yards of play. Tennessee is 64 yards of offense so far. So you're going to need the offenses to pick up, but you're going to have plenty of possessions to have a chance to get to this ridiculous number. Hendon Hooker, the quarterback for Tennessee, as you point out, uh, Jeff, with some of the struggles on this uh, vol offense, four of seven, 28 yards. So your, your two quarterbacks have, com- have, have combined to attempt 25 passes for a combined 120 yards so far. We're very, uh, very interesting start at Tennessee. We were not expecting a lack of points. And uh, you see on the live line uh, how, how things have... Uh, you're seeing Tennessee right now uh, laying six. That's, uh, that is incorrect since Ole Miss has the leader. Because this closed basically a pick or a minus one on the, uh, the Ole Miss side. This kind of went uh, all over the place. So needless to say... Some interesting starts around the college football world. What do, I know you've always got a lot of sweats here in this in these late uh, windows, Jeff. What are you What are you riding right now? All I have is Boston College plus wow. the three. That's it. Only one bet for you That's right it. now. That's the only thing I have. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're at the halftime at the halftime break, so it's a good time to look at the second half line there. Uh, right now, NC State on top of Boston College, ten seven. I'm showing a pick'em, Jeff. Pretty much market wide for the second half. A couple shops have. BC minus a half, so you wouldn't get the full three there uh, for the game. What do you made of this first half? 10-7 Wolfpack on the road so far. Relatively even so far. Wolfpack have been better yards per play passing. Boston College has been better yards per play rushing. So this game has actually played out pretty on the dot for what you would have expected here. Uh, maybe uh, maybe a little bit lower scoring than I would have anticipated. Uh, but look, if you look at the drives in this half, uh, the last two drives and a half took the last 10 minutes and 50 seconds. So a long, grinded-out drive so far, uh, especially after those two quick-hitting touchdown drives. Wolfpack had a, a five-play touchdown drive that went only two minutes and 15 seconds. Boston College had a 10-play drive that lasted only under four minutes. So a little bit quicker pace there from those drives. But since then, a lot more elongated so far from both of these teams. So... Uh, what's the second half total we're looking at here? Twenty-four and a half. So you're getting yeah, that you're feels 51 right. and a half. That for feels the game. that feels yeah. right. Well, and, and look, we were sitting in studio last week watching 40, 41 and a half. Uh, oh, 41. Yeah. yeah, that again, math is math <laughs> is hard when you're when you're going rapid fire. I was going to mention 51, 51 and a half was your closing total. There you go. So you're about so you're 10 about points ten points under. off from that. Uh, you got the full three, I assume, right? So oh, was yeah. that that was your yeah. most of the most of the closing number there? Uh, we were sitting uh, here watching. That was what uh, two weeks ago, right? The NC State or the uh, Boston College on the road at Clemson mm-hmm. had a, had an opportunity to win that game. Now I think we've been proven, Jeff, especially last night. Clemson uh, fails to cover and, and uh, barely survives in Syracuse. As uh, look, not not really a team that has had any ability to uh, to cover numbers at all this year. However, it still was an impressive showing on the road for a team like BC. Was I mean that plus the time off was that a, a big uh, reason for you at least in this handicap? I thought Boston College probably should have been a pick at home against this team. So. That was that was the handicap more than anything. I, look, I can't take much from NC State beating Clemson and Boston College should have beating Clemson on the road. Like, 
Clemson couldn't move the ball against Syracuse last night. So you're saying night. it's time to stop using Clemson as a problem. No, it, what, it's, what you're not, saying. it's not the same. We're past it. Yeah. By the way, Caleb Williams, another touchdown as uh, Oklahoma scores right before the end of the half. We'll get an updated line for you on that. But up next, we welcome in our guy, Danny Burke from Chicago, host of VEASAN's Rush Hour. We'll chat with him about all this stuff and more next year on VEASAN Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all in one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high quality people. Visit indeed.com slash credit as we welcome you back. VSIN Bet Center just getting underway with you till 1 a.m. on the East Coast tonight. Live from downtown Las Vegas, back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. We mentioned going in to break that touchdown right before the end of the half for Oklahoma. Huge one, especially if you were in Oklahoma, first half better. Uh, That's a winner. Uh, yeah, 12, uh, bet down from 13.5 to 12.5 for the game. Oklahoma up by 10 on TCU, 24-14. We are waiting. We should get a second half line, start to populate at any moment. So we'll let you know uh, when we do. But right now, we don't want to delay our guy, Danny Burke, from joining us, host of VEASAN's Rush Hour. From the Windy City, also hosts one of our many uh, City Cast podcasts from Bet Rivers that uh, just launched a couple weeks ago. Uh, by the way, I am seeing Oklahoma minus three and a half for the second half, uh, thirty-one total. So back to around your uh, your original pregame number before uh, we saw some of that late steam on TCU. Anyway, sorry, Danny. Don't mean to uh, don't mean to delay. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Great to uh, catch up with you, and wanted to bring you on, especially you following the Big Ten. I, I will not make you. Give us a blow by blow of your alma mater, Nebraska, today. We, nobody needs to hear that. We don't. It's it's not. Uh, you don't. You don't deserve doing that, Danny. But what did you make of the big uh, game in at the Kinnick Stadium, where the Hawkeyes of Iowa, number two in the country, suffer a huge loss that will have pretty big implications, at least right now, in the college football playoff? Not only do they not cover, and not only do they lose, but it wasn't really that close. Twenty four seven, the loss to Purdue is an eleven uh, point favorite. That was hysterical, and I'm, like, sitting as, like, Dr. Evil in my chair, just, you know, with my evil laugh. Dr. Evil, wow. Because, you know, as a Nebraska fan, like, obviously, Iowa being our rival, that's fantastic to see after the letdown spot for Nebraska. It was almost a pick-me-up for everybody involved with the Huskers, but then even more so, I mean, I have so many ties to that school in the sense of so many of my good friends going there. My sister went there, and it's a great university. I love Iowa visiting there, but it's just a, a... just so funny because, you know, you feel for the Iowa fans truly because they have the makings of being a top team in the country, but what they don't have is a competent quarterback in Petrus, and I've been saying it all season long, and obviously I'm not the only one saying it, but, like, Petrus is, the, is, is, is a guy who just can't do well under pressure. And I don't count the Penn State game as much because, look, if Sean Clifford's in the game, I think the Nittany Lions win that contest. But they can't play well from behind. They can't play in a shootout type of game, and not that today was, but they still need it that come back from behind type of momentum, which Petrus just can't bring to the table. And Iowa always struggles with Purdue, but not only do you lose to them, but you lose at home at this point in the season. It's just like almost, you know, nobody in the Big Ten can have anything nice besides Ohio State. And Iowa was the one team that had, you know, they beat Penn State. Now it's like, okay, now it's a cupcake schedule. It's, it's, it's a cakewalk. And in the hardest game arguably was going to be against Nebraska at the end of the year, but they can't even get past the Boilermakers. So, you know, I, I truthfully, I do feel for the Iowa fans, but at the same time, it's just hysterical. I almost have to enjoy it just because of how bad and embarrassing Nebraska continues to be. 
Danny, uh, I, I want to go to the East uh, in the Big Ten. Uh, obviously, uh, Michigan on a bye week, uh, Penn State on a bye week, Ohio State on a bye week, which leaves us with Michigan State, who escaped Bloomington with a 20 to 15 win today, covering early numbers, not covering the uh, the late numbers, uh, pushing that five. Uh, but but Danny, uh, what do we make of the Spartans who are still undefeated but still have the big three in the East uh, waiting for them? You know, and it's funny with that game today, I actually did think it was a good spot for Indiana, and they, of course, had their chances. But, yeah, I mean, if you got the four, four and a half, and you're taking it with Indiana, that's kind of a tough loss there. But you're right, depending on where you shop. I yeah, I, I like this Michigan State team. I really do. And Mel Tucker's had them playing competitive since he stepped foot in East Lansing. And this year, of course, you know, they've won the big games. They've done what they needed to do. And I really thought this was going to be a letdown spot for them. And it almost was. But look, I'm not saying they're a top contender in the sense that they're actually going to go to the Big Ten championship. But I, I mean, they've done everything right as at this point. We're almost waiting for them to fail. Who knows if they're going to. But, you know, they're not a better team than Penn State at the end of the day. They're not a better team than Ohio State. But they're on the right path. And they have a great running back, of course, that's getting them in the right spot. And they have Mel Tucker, who's of course, got these guys feeling the right way and having the right schematics and just really having them play tough in every single spot and having them believe that they are a top team and they perform that way. I mean, the turnaround for that for that university is just incredible. So you have to give credit where credit's due, but at the end of the day, I'm still not buying them as a legit threat that could go deep. They may make it interesting, but you know, the top of the crop is still Ohio State and Penn State. We, we have it on our screen right now what the preseason win total was for, for Michigan State. The, uh, the over-juiced, uh, didn't matter how much juice you had to lay, uh, Danny. It was that, that has already gone over. They might, uh, they'll probably double that up by the time uh, things end. Last question for you as far as Big Ten football is concerned. You talk about Michigan State and, and your thoughts on them going forward. Two weeks from tonight, Michigan State hosting Michigan. What, what do you set that line right now as we speak? Ooh, Michigan State hosting Michigan. I, uh... Ah, man, I think I would probably have it like maybe Michigan State minus one and a half just because of the slight home field advantage there, even though it's not going to be that much because, you know, Michigan fans are still going to travel. But I think the ground game is going to be huge for Michigan State, as it has been, because you look at Nebraska and what they were able to do against Michigan. I mean, you know, nothing happened in the first half, but then once they got some momentum, a little bit enough in the air, and then the rest to control it on the ground, that's how they were able to move the ball. The thing that scares me, though, about Michigan State is that is 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 okay as their defense has been. You know, let's see what McNair and this offense can do with mm-hmm. Michigan, and if they're able to do what we have seen them do in some spots when it's been needed, then I think Michigan State will be in some trouble. So I just don't know if Michigan either gets out to an early lead or starts using the passing game if Michigan State can keep up in that sense. So if Michigan State does open as the favorite. Honestly, I probably would look to taking the points with Michigan, but of course that would then be the letdown Harbaugh spot. So it's almost like you're pulling your hair out, but I think there might be the slight advantage on the opening line to Michigan State. What, what's your line there, Jeff? What do you make it? <laughs> if I were making yeah. the line without the power, without what... Assuming they're both undefeated. Do, assume yeah. they're, they'll both be undefeated. I think Michigan should be favored. Michigan's I, better I was going to say pick him or Michigan Yeah, I, regardless, if you're going to give me points with the Wolverines, if that's the matchup, I yeah. would take okay. uh, Michigan. I, my guess would probably be Michigan State's probably actually a point and a half, and then it gets bet down through the week. That would be my yeah. guess. Right. Uh, Danny, uh, just looking nationally here, Georgia won again. Kentucky got in the back door. But if we're looking now as the for the main competitor to the Georgia Bulldogs, who is it? 
You know, as crazy as it seems, and, you know, the easy answer is everybody's saying Alabama. And you're not wrong, but that's not as fun of an answer to say. Uh, I kind of want to say, and I'm trying not to be biased through the Big Ten, but I feel like nobody's talking about Ohio State anymore after their loss to Oregon and, you know, not having a great defensive performance in week one against Minnesota. And I get it. Their, uh, their defense really isn't that great. But, you know, Georgia's the only team right now with the dominant defense in college football that has a legitimate chance of winning the championship. So if Ohio State can get past Penn State and they can get in the conference championship, we know nobody from the West is going to be able to overcome the East, presumably. So if Ohio State could just win out here, and of course, including the championship game, I honestly think there is slight value with Ohio State right now. Not really enough worth a bet. But a team that people are kind of forgetting about just enough to where you're thinking in the back of your mind, hey, what about the Buckeyes? You know, we touted them as being a top team like we usually do at the beginning of the year. But then everybody's slowly been forgetting about them. So all I would say is, you know, don't sleep on Ohio State fully and keep an eye on their futures bet to see if it gets worth a number, you know, if some of these other teams continue to dominate. But look, I, aside from Georgia, I mean, you know, they're at the top by far at this point. So um, Alabama's the easy answer, but if you want a little bit out of the box, just a little bit, Ohio State would probably be my team. We know they're going to have their, their chances to prove uh, prove that with Michigan State, Michigan, their final two games of the regular season. Again, as we're joined by uh, Danny Burke. Follow him at Danny Burke 5 on Twitter. Should give Danny some props. Uh, Je- the three of us, we're all in the most exclusive handicapping contest in North America. That would be <laughs> Vison's NFL Pickathon. And Danny, you're at the top right now. Look at you, 9-1 and one the last two weeks. 17 and 8 on the season using these circa millions contest lines. Uh, Jeff and I we're just we're just chasers right now. I think I'm what I'm 16 and 9. Jeff, you're a game back. So look, we're in the mix, Danny. But the, now you are the hunted uh, at the top. What's your favorite to play on the board this week, NFL wise? Well, the funny thing about that, first of all, is that of course those aren't my like official plays I'm using. And if they were, then I wouldn't oh, be doing course. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, that. we know how that works. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I do a lot of props, as you guys know, but besides the props, I, I, I did a couple teasers this week, and, you know, I'm an idiot because I teased up Jacksonville, and that game hasn't gone on, but I just know somehow that's going to turn out to be a terrible play, but I really think it's a good spot to tease up Jacksonville, and I paired that with the Chargers. And then earlier this week, I teased up the Cardinals before all the mayhem ensued with their squad, and then um, teased up the Chargers again. I kind of want to ask you guys if we have enough time left really quick. The Raiders are an intriguing spot to me. I think people are overreacting a little bit too much about John Gruden and catching about four or so. That kind of, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Are you, do you guys think that may be a decent way to look, or are you just, you know, Jeff? scared to touch it? <laughs> I'll be fast. Good teaser position up to 10 for the Raiders. I have no trust on what they're actually going to give you, so I'm not betting I'll that also game. be fast. Give me a 10-foot pole. I'm not going to use it to touch this game. That's all, I, that's all we need to say. All right, Danny Burke, host v Rush Hour from the Windy City in Chicago. Give him a follow at Danny Burke 5. DB, my man, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, have a good NFL Sunday. Hey, you bet, fellas. Take care. All right. We still have much more to get to in the college football in-game uh, markets as well. And MLB, we haven't even talked about that yet. Update from the NLCS. We'll get to it after this. You're on v Bet Center. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Shoot for victory. Stream live TV. Play for free this hoop season with the Hulu Plus Live TV Prediction Series. Join four free to play prediction pools for your shot at $20,000 in total cash prizes. 
Head to DraftKings.com slash Hulu now to get in on the action. This hoop season, it's time to have Hulu plus live TV. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're back on VEASAN Bet Center, live from downtown Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Back with Jeff Parles, I'm Ben Wilson, and we have reached this part of the show where we start yelling, what are we doing in between commercial uh, breaks here? And that's what, uh, Jeff, you want to care to explain what, what yeah, there, there are a few different things that you can, you can, we should just make this a segment because we know every week there's going to be at least three to four situations where we yell, what are we doing? Yeah, they get the 12 what are we doing? get the 12 and drop ready to roll. Uh, yeah. Look, uh, by the way, quick, we'll start in Atlanta real quick. Austin Riley, laser beam solo homer. That game is tied at two in the fourth inning. Dodgers, Braves, uh, right. and uh, one. you can tell because the massive Dodger crowd behind us here at Circa hasn't made a lot of noise recently. So, uh, so there's that. Um, what I was not happy about, we talked to one of the only bet I have going right now, Boston College and NC State, an important game in the ACC for the Wolfpack, who again need to keep winning in order to get to Charlotte. For the ACC championship game, they're of course trying to catch Wake Forest. Boy, what a weird statement that is to utter! But that is the those are the facts there. Uh, Boston College's punter dropped the snap, muffed the recovery, oh, no. and NC State picked it up and ran it forty five <laughs> yards the other way for a touchdown. So the Wolfpack are up seventeen to seven uh, right now. But the true what are we doing? And a uh, shout out to our guy Trip Tapper on uh, Twitter who's keeping us the. Keeping us acclaimed to the situation going That's on right now. That's a great way to, to phrase in, uh, it. Yes, <laughs> in uh, in Monroe, Louisiana, where where Liberty, who is the biggest favorite in an FBS FBS matchup today, okay. laying thirty two on the road, thirty three in some spots, thirty three in some spots, was up fourteen nothing <laughs> at halftime, and it's like, all right, well, yeah. this is this is going to probably be a, a dead under, and Liberty may if they're going to cover, they're going to have to win this game thirty five nothing. The Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe, who, by the way, have already gone over their season win total. Then wasn't it one and it was a half? one and a half? They're two. Yeah. They're already over. Scored twenty eight points in ten minutes, and lead twenty eight to fourteen oh. as they enter the fourth quarter. There, brother. Liberty, wow. Liberty, by the way, as a two down two touchdowns live after the game went immediately to twenty eight to fourteen was still only a one and a half point underdog. What? Well, one and a half that, point. That, 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 again, that it has to do with the pre-flop line, but still, I know, uh, it was but... one of those where it's like, ah, I might I take a little piece of liberty. But uh, look, uh, would be a massive upset. Uh, and and again, uh, for the Warhawks, uh, a team that would be, again, they're well over their win total already. Already a massive success, but would be a, a, a huge win in that program's uh, step forward to uh, at least not being one of the dregs in college football. This is just, just amazing, the, the box score. on Just really the drive chart of anything. You mentioned 14-0 Liberty. You start the second half. 10-play, 73-yard UL Monroe touchdown, 14-7. Malik Willis, the quarterback for Liberty, throws a pick on the second play of the next drive, retur- down to the one-yard line. Monroe scores on the first play. Three and out. Five-play, 68-yard touchdown for Monroe. Another three and out. So, uh, Liberty so far, in, at least in the third quarter, Jeff, they uh, had a grand total of uh, it was it was it was one yard. However, they have just scored a touchdown. Uh, as we as we describe all of the chicanery, the Flames have just scored a moment ago. Uh, Shedro Lewis, the running back, seven yard touchdown, PAT pending. So uh, about to be twenty eight twenty one. I guess they're probably not going to be uh, only only a one point dog after this, Jeff. Still thirteen forty two to go here. Yeah, I would say Liberty is going to win this game probably by two touchdowns okay. still. 
Uh, meanwhile, they, that the, the, the live line, we mentioned how, Jeff, you've got the Boston College play, getting three for the game, total of 51 that is uh, that is really paced well to the under so far. Uh, I am seeing right now, at least on that at 17-7, after that, uh, the punter fumble, Grant Carlson, by the way, guy who's not going to be uh, getting a Christmas card from one Jeff Parles, <laughs> the fumble return for a touchdown. Eight and a half now, NC State, the Wolfpack, are laying live in this spot. Your total up to 45 and a half. Again, they're just underway in the third quarter. That was the first possession of the third quarter. That punter Grant Carlson fumbles for a Boston College return by Devin Boykin uh, for uh, what, 34 yards for a touchdown, 17-7 there. And while we're on the subject of just uh, what the heck uh, type, of, type of outcome so far, how about right down the street from us, our, our Circus Sportsbook Studios, only about uh, five miles away at Allegiant Stadium, the winless UNLV Rebels are doing something right now, Jeff. They're on top of Utah State at the moment. This was not as... This is not a 33-point uh, underdog situation here, Jeff. However, looking at where this thing closed on the UNLV side, closed 7.5-point underdog to the Aggies of Utah State. And right now, it is UNLV 24, Utah State 21, 341 to go in the third quarter. And all, the only thing I've seen from this game, Jeff, was the running back Charles Williams scored a 75-yard touchdown run and then started celebrating with a slot machine, which is... If that doesn't say All college in football in 2021, go. I don't know what does. Let's go. Uh, look, uh, this was... Uh, UNLV was actually a pretty popular, sharp side this week, which, hmm. again, you're, you're the classic, you're betting numbers and not teams here. But look, uh, I, one of the few winless teams left, Arizona, by the way, I thought was going to get their first win today and got pummeled by that Colorado team that has no offense. So uh, it might be an 0-12 <laughs> for Jed Fish and company in Tucson this year. But UNLV trying to get that first win under Arroyo, where, of course, they went 0 for last year and so far 0 for this year. 0 for 5 this year. You, I mean, Utah State, I know they uh, look, They had that, that win earlier over Air, uh, over Air Force, and they were kind of a darling early as far as at least covering numbers. I mean, they were big dogs early. They rewarded the betters, Jeff. What's happened these uh, the last couple of weeks? Utah State now coming into today, 3-2, and 1-1 one and one in Mountain West play. But it, it, the way they looked early on, didn't you think they'd at least – They'd at least be one of the teams to, to play with, compete with the top teams in the Mountain West this year. Yeah, I thought so. But then that first half, first half and then in, it turned into the full game against Boise State, kind of really ruined that team season. Again, look, the, their two losses aren't the two reasonable teams. I mean, Boise State, uh, even though they're not their usual Bronco selves, they're still good. And BYU was a ranked team, and they won't be ranked after today. They've lost two in a row. They were pretty easily dispatched of in Waco by Baylor today. Uh, but look, uh, I, just one of those when when you're not overly talented and some a little bit of what they did early in the year with smoke and mirrors, they were very lucky to win that game in Pullman earlier in the year against Wazoo. Uh, they were playing a little over their heads and they've come back to the pack. Mightily so. Yeah. <laughs> Mightily if they go on to lose this game. Looking for a, a live number here, and I'm seeing Utah State minus one and a half of the game right now, 63 and a half your total. So if you believe in uh, Utah State at this point, to essentially win the game, you, you basically lay a, a dollar fifteen at this moment. Two twenty nine to go in the third quarter. There, let's uh, circle back to a couple of the games we opened the show with, updating you on since we're nearing the halftime mark at a couple of these spots. No points to speak of early in Ole Miss and Tennessee. At least I say no points in the in the context of a game that had a total of eighty three. We expected a lot more, but uh, Mississippi has scored Jeff right before the end of the first half. As you see now, you're updated. Numbers still live total of 77, just a few points shy of that closing number. 24 to 9. Still, Matt Corral has not had a very big half. 12 of 24, 164 yards and a touchdown. But 
He's carried 16 times for 94 yards, something that when you and I were covering the SEC, Jeff, and Corral was a freshman, all he could do was run. He really was not uh, a passer at all. So going back to his roots there, as Ole Miss has outscored the Vols 14 zip in this quarter, 53 seconds to go in the first half, Jeff, and uh, 24 to 9 is your score. But as you pointed out, with, with regards to the total here, I know this has been a crazy high possession game, but Tennessee, what have they really shown you offensively to to warrant them uh, hanging around in this? One? Well, they're they're attempting a 39 yard kick here to try to cut the lead to 12. Ben, okay, that would uh, help. It would help. Uh, again, you'll still need a. You'd be at 36. You'd be at 36. So. You're not entirely done on the total. The problem well, is that is good. It's the, just the, good. The problem 24, is 24 12. You're, you're looking at uh, the Ole Miss is only five yards to play. Tennessee's four and a half yards to play. That those are not over. Numbers again. You're just hoping to get a ton of possessions uh, for this one. I look. I didn't bet this game. I know uh, Tennessee obviously was a very popular position because that thing got bet all the way down to a pick at most spots uh, for uh, before kickoff there in Knoxville. But against the good teams Tennessee has played this year, okay, they lost to Pitt and they lost to Florida. They were destroyed by Florida, who has obviously been shown now to be average. With the way they've looked now, uh, losing to Kentucky, losing to LSU, no shame in losing to Bama by two, but Florida's not a great team by any stretch. Pitt lost to Western Michigan the following week, even though Pitt is now undefeated in the ACC. Their wins have come against Bowling Green, whose claim to fame was beating Minnesota as a 32-point underdog. And, and, then, done nothing uh, and since. then losing to Akron outright. Yep, uh, had done nothing since. Uh, since. <laughs> uh, Tennessee Tech. Skyhawks, right? FCS, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure they're the Skyhawks. Our alma mater, Missouri, who Mizzou's defense is embarrassing, to put it politely. I was getting texts from my friends from Mizzou saying, we should consider it a win we held A&M to under 40. That's the state of affairs <laughs> that, that's in Columbia. That's great, great, great things there. And in South Carolina, almost lost at home to Vanderbilt today. So the step up in competition this year for Tennessee has gone very poorly. And so far, it has gone poorly in this one. I'm curious to see what the halftime line is. Tennessee uh, minus four and a half for the second half. So you're down 12. That means plus seven, seven and, and a half. half. I would be inclined to lay, mm. to take that number with Ole Miss. Mm. I'd be inclined. Yeah. I would be inclined. 38 yeah. and a half, by the way, is your yeah. total. So up to uh, down to 74 and a half from a total of 83 pregame. All right. When we come back, it is time to talk some baseball because the NLCS, it is underway. It's been back and forth so far. Game one, Dodgers Braves will also get on Jeff's thoughts what we saw earlier today. Big win for the Sox to tie up the ALCS at one in game apiece. That is coming up next here on VEASAN Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We are back. VEASAN Bet Center wrapping up our first hour from downtown Las Vegas. Back with the uh, somber. Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. <laughs> Jeff, what did you say during our last break? The, the punter cost you. Yeah, the punter the punters, uh, the punter probably ex- expedited the process you, to, to, to uh, defeat in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. For, uh, uh, so for, for there BC. you go. Oh, yeah, 24-7 NC State. So that one's, uh, that one's cooked. Devin uh, Leary, four-yard touchdown pass to Dylan Parham. Any relation to uh, Donald? I don't know. 
Is it spelled the same? Yeah. Oh, there you go. I thought you said Parm. Maybe I'm uh, hungry. I don't know. Come on, I, I don't know. Six forty-five in the West Coast, which means uh, <laughs> which means there's two hours and fifteen minutes left in the show for for Jeff. Uh, that would be three, actually. But uh, but uh, Oklahoma, okay. Oklahoma's now covering Ben. Uh, Caleb Williams a touchdown pass. Right on cue. Uh, on a uh, on a nice read option there. Totally faked out the linebacker. Got him to bite too much. Easy touchdown on the slant for OU. It is thirty-one fourteen now. Oklahoma up 17, and the performance by Caleb Williams tonight begs the question, Ben, of why did it take so long to get this kid into the lineup where Caleb Williams tonight has not done much of anything with his legs, but passing the football is 15 to 17 for 277 and three touchdowns passing and no turnovers. Pretty darn That's good. Good. The last Pretty time I darn checked. good. So. Look, uh, Oklahoma, here, here's the deal. I'm still not a buyer in Oklahoma. They, they, they're not capable of beating Georgia. And I'm not certain anyone is capable of beating Georgia this year. But their route to going undefeated and being in the playoff feels a lot more certain now with Caleb Williams playing quarterback than it would have been at any point with Spencer Rattler in there. Now, still on the schedule for Oklahoma. By the way, Oklahoma plays Kansas next week. That'll be a fun line to see where Kansas... Couldn't even move the ball against Texas. 34 and a half? Oh, it's going to be more than that. Is it in uh, It's in, in Lawrence, North. but it's going to be more than that. Okay. Actually, Kansas can't score. <laughs> I mean, that's their problem. Uh, Texas Tech, who's gotten a lot better as the year's gone along. At Baylor, who, quite frankly, Baylor's played at a top 15 level. I'm kind of surprised they haven't been ranked yet. Uh, Iowa State, who we've already determined is a fraud. And then Oklahoma State, who is somehow undefeated, with a double-digit comeback at Texas earlier in the day. Uh, so, look, uh, the path is more than there for Oklahoma to go 13-0 and and be in the playoff, and not only be in the playoff, probably be the number two seed when this is all said and done. Mm. It's going to make it interesting because we've all just felt this whole time, like, all right, the Big 12. At some point, Oklahoma, they're, they're going to sputter. But, uh, look, when we get Bedlam November 27th, circle that because you easily could have at that point, Jeff. We'll, we'll talk about the implications, too, from Oklahoma State's win at Texas a little bit later in the show, but uh, for OU, especially too, if you're an, you were an overbacker over eleven, and you've you've had to sweat some of these Spencer Rattler games at quarterback, I think you make the good point, Jeff. You probably feel a lot more comfortable now, at least at least for for the moment. After so far the performance, like you mentioned, Caleb Williams, the quarterback, fifteen to seventeen, two seventy seven, and uh, three touchdowns so far. However, TCU is going to get a big play and get an immediate response. So, as you say, like the, the Oklahoma defense, it's not like a quarterback change really helps on that side of the ball, Jeff. And uh, the Max Dugan, who was, oh, look, not bad in his own right, 13 to 17 for a buck, 60 and two touchdowns, adds 75 yards to that. Quentin Johnson, 75 yards to the house, Jeff. Yeah, that should have been an interception. A great play by Johnson going over oh, wow. the top of the corner. And three then three Sooners right and, around And then an ole on the tackle there from Oklahoma. So, uh, look, great, great play by Johnston. Uh, to, uh, and somehow caught that ball as it almost went through his arms. Uh, but look, uh, again, okay. this is this is exactly why, again, Oklahoma could be in the playoff and be a total fade when they get there yet again. Well, now they're not covering anymore. Down down <laughs> to uh, back to, oh, I should say down to 13 and a half. They were 13 and a half. Consensus favorite earlier today. Bet down to 12 and a half at close right now. You're getting them live 13 and a half. This could be, Jeff, one of those Georgia-Kentucky situations. Just the, the TCU drive for the back door, albeit Against a poor Oklahoma defense, not like what we saw in the, in the Kentucky game. Again, we'll uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. But 
for now, Jeff, let's transition to Major League Baseball since we teed that up in our last segment. We saw uh, earlier today a game that was basically over by the second inning. Uh, this game tonight going on right now down in Atlanta between the Braves and Dodgers, it has been far from that. 2-2 game in what's been a really good uh, back-and-forth affair, Jeff. Bullpen game tonight for the Dodgers after their epic and somewhat controversial game 5 win over the San Francisco Giants to vanquish their largest rivals from the postseason. So they go bullpen game. You throw, uh, you know, look, you, you throw a guy in... Uh, Tony Gonsolin out there, who is, uh, you know, I should say Corey Knable. You had Tony Gonsolin as well, uh, all in the mix here. They use Knable to start game five as an opener. And so far, it's it's worked for the Dodgers. Uh, however, Max Fried has looked really impressive on the other side. He's just made a couple of mistakes tonight, a couple of home runs to this point. You look at how this has played out, at least as of right now. Uh, Will Smith, the uh, the home run for the Dodgers to make it 2-1, but matched by Austin Riley. You mentioned that laser beam of a shot to make it 2-2. So, uh, Jeff, in a game where the Braves were, uh, were a slight favorite here, it was about a pick coming in. You see the live odds right now, basically the same. Dodgers maybe slight edge in the live market. Uh, what have you made of this first uh, four and a half innings? Your Braves just got out of the top of the fifth unscathed here with Max Fried now through five. The, look, the Dodgers coming off the emotional win on Thursday. Quick turnaround, cross-country flight. By the way, I understand the rules of, of the baseball playoffs, but the fact that the Dodgers don't have home field advantage when they legitimately were 18 games better than Atlanta in a regular season is complete and utter nonsense. But I know it, the division champions what are you get, gonna do, get, get, get the nod. Oh, look, this, this series, Ben, I wouldn't be surprised if this series goes seven, if we're looking at it as a whole. The Braves starting pitching a one, two, three is really good. I, especially if you're going to get Goody and Anderson like you did in Game 3 against the Brewers. Granted, I, I don't know how much of that had to do with Anderson and how much of that had to do with Milwaukee for getting out of hit uh, the last uh, few weeks of the season. But uh, look, I, I really, for tonight, I didn't bet it. I have no, no inclination to bet it. Uh, but I would not be surprised if Atlanta pushes the Dodgers to the brink in this series. Mm. Still expect the Dodgers to win and advance to, their, to the World Series yet again. But this being a long series would not surprise me at all. Oh, and you think, too, of just, for, and you mentioned the quick turnaround for L.A. This kind of felt like a game the Braves had to have, right, when you considered... And their best how, pitcher on the mound, Yes, too. best pitcher at Max Freed. They've got a Dodger team who just had to tax the bullpen beyond, beyond belief, really, in the NLDS. They've already thrown now uh, four pitchers. Tony Gonsolin does get the final out of the uh, bottom of the fifth, so we go to the 6-2-2. It, it just kind of felt like a must-win spot, even though it's it's game one of a seven-game series in the NLCS. So we'll update you on uh, on that. So far, by the way, looking at the, the box score for Max Freed, Jeff, uh, it's been a really solid start. Five Ks, no walks, has scattered seven hits. Really, the one big mistake was the Will Smith homer. Uh, he has settled down after giving up a, a second-inning run. On the other side, you think about a series that, that uh, you could very well make a case for going a full seven games. And that would be the Red Sox and Astros who got a grand slam from J.D. Martinez. The Astro, the uh, Red Sox do in the first inning. That set the stage. Another grand slam the following inning. This thing was basically over before it even started. 8 nothing after two innings. Red Sox go on to cruise for the victory in a game that goes uh, well over uh, any, uh, any totals you had pregame. It's a series where, uh, Jeff, we haven't seen much scoring throughout the MLB postseason. But in this series, two games. Two overs with a final 9-5. Nady Ovaldi getting the win over Luis Garcia and the Astros, who were a slight favorite coming in to this game. So you think about how things changed. We, we, and we saw the Astros, what, minus 140, 145 as a series price. Lance McCullers' news comes out, the starting pitcher, ace for the Astros. 
out for the ALCS. You saw some money come to Boston overall for the series, which was probably warranted. How do you stack things up, though, now after what we've seen the first two games? And in a game one where Boston had a lot of chances to win that game, and Houston ends up winning by one. I'm not a, I'm not an expert, Ben. You're but, not, really. But, but when you hit two grand slams in the first two innings of the game, probably you're, you're probably in good shape. Uh, and that's what happened for Boston today. Uh, Kike Hernandez is on another planet. What a great signing that was by the Red Sox. Uh, and uh, look, uh, the Dodgers had plenty of guys that had the same role as Hernandez, and that's why they didn't bring him back. But Boston needed a guy like that, and he's obviously been absolutely tremendous. He homered again after homering twice yesterday. Uh, but look, uh, Ben, it would I've been wrong on the Red Sox all year. I've been wrong the whole year. I like their season win total. Under, they obviously blasted through that. I thought that they were going to miss the playoffs when they had that little mini collapse at the beginning of September. They made the playoffs. I did like them against the Yankees in the wild card game. I did get that right. But I thought Tampa was going to hammer them. And what happened? Red Sox win three straight, win that series in four. So with that said, I expect the Red Sox to win this series, despite the fact that I think the Astros are much better than them. That's where I'm at here. Very well, scientific there. Well, and, and, uh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the word scientific because especially when you get to MLB postseason, there was always that dichotomy is betters between the numbers and what we have seen for 162 games and a team that just feels charmed. And, you know, Boston, I know charmed has been a word associated with them mm-hmm. in the past, but I kind of feel charmed right now. All right, hour number one of the books, VSIN Bet Center. When we return, we still got three more hours with you. We'll go back to the college football. A lot of interesting in-game updates to bring your way next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.